0: I'm Matt Evans, TIA's Director of Marketing and Communications, and welcome to the latest episode of the TIA Delivers podcast from the Transportation Intermediaries Association, the trusted voice for third-party logistics companies of all sizes. Joining us on this episode of the TIA Delivers podcast is Tom Curie, Senior Vice President of Strategy and Innovation for Kingsgate Logistics, who has over 14 years in the transportation industry working with both brokers and carriers. In his current role, Tom primarily works with the owning partners of Kingsgate Logistics, driving innovation and strategy to prepare for the future of our industry. His team is creating innovative solutions to solve complicated supply chain challenges across the country. Tom is also one of TI's most engaged members, speaking at TIA events throughout the year, providing his industry insights to attendees of our Lunch and Learn webinars, contributing articles for 3PL Perspectives magazine, as well as serving as co-chair of the recently launched TIA Technology Committee. During our conversation, Tom will talk about the importance of finding the right partners to provide 3PLs with the technology trends driving the industry, why brokers should always be looking to the future, how technology solutions can streamline operations and efficiency, and what TIA members can look forward to with the launch of the newly formed TIA Technology Committee. Before we get started, a special thank you to our episode sponsor, DAT Freight Analytics. DAT operates the largest truckload freight marketplace in North America. Take the uncertainty out of freight with DAT Freight and & Analytics. And with that, let's get into it. Good afternoon, Tom. Thanks so much for joining us today.
1: Ah, glad to be here. Excited.
0: So let's talk about Kingsgate. You guys have been a longtime TIA member. Uh, I believe you're coming up on 34 years now of membership, and you yourself have been with the company for about six years. Uh, Before we dive into our conversation today on technology and innovation in the 3PL industry, can you tell us a little about uh, Kingsgate, uh, its growth over the years, and the role you play within the company?
1: Yeah, yeah. So Kingsgate, uh, we're a second-generation family-owned 3PL. Um, We were founded in 1986 uh, by uh, the founders, Tom and Mary Beckham. Uh, Their children actually bought the company from mom and dad uh, back in 2008, I believe it was. Um, And so since then, um, you know, the siblings kind of came in, saw a really unique opportunity to kind of grow and expand on this great foundation that they had built. And uh, uh, since then, kind of uh, uh, building their really their own strategy and idea behind what they wanted to bring to the marketplace. And so I joined, uh, um, you know, somewhere about five and a half or so years ago uh, to kind of be a part of that strategic vision and planning for um, where we go in the marketplace. So. Um, So I I have the unique opportunity. I get to help work and drive strategy and innovation. So I work heavily with our tech development team. I also help oversee our operations team, our sales team, our marketing team um, to kind of drive the entire vision of what we want to do and what we want to offer to our shippers in this space. And so um, the growth has been kind of wild. Um, I think a lot of people experience a, a, a very different environment in 2019. We're no different. Um, we're really fortunate that our ownership team had the uh, um, the foresight to go out and to build kind of this technical arm of who we are now. And because of that, um, when 2020 hit, we were positioned very, very well in the marketplace. And we were able to actually um, significantly grow our business um, by adding on some some new key clients. Um, and now we roll, we, we're heavy in that tech space. We do a lot in that environment. Um, very, very exciting, very unique thing to do. Um, it's it's kind of crazy because we like to say you know that we're you know, a 35-year-old uh, um, company, but we've got a lot of the feel of a startup because of how creative and restless we are when it comes to bringing solutions into the market.
0: That's great. Um, that's, that's a little segue there. So uh, you recently contributed an article for the December issue of 3PL uh, Perspectives magazine, which is the TIA membership magazine. Um, and you wrote about the importance of innovation and automation in the 3PL marketplace, but really cautioned that companies are often taking a kind of you know, keeping up with the Joneses approach, which in and of itself can have some negative impact on the overall efforts. Um, you know, one thing you noted specifically was that companies go down a path of procuring new vendors and partners or building solutions based on what they see in the industry today, and that there is a push to drive innovation. But for too many, it involves really looking more like a competitor and not looking more like yourself. Can you talk a little more about that?
1: Yeah, I, I think um, I think it's interesting to talk about this because we, we've kind of lived it and kind of experienced it ourselves where um, a lot of times you can get caught up looking at what everyone else is doing. You know, you're trying to, you know, you're trying to see where this piece of tech go- is going or that piece of tech is going. You're trying to see what this new competitor is doing and how quickly they're growing. And, and they're getting all the splash and all the headlines and all the attention and all of these things. And um, I, I think a lot of times 3PLs can get caught up in chasing that. They're chasing that thrill. They're chasing that, you know, what the next door neighbor is doing, as opposed to taking a really good look at who they are where they fit in the marketplace and how they service their clients. And the problem the problem with that keeping up with the Joneses mentality is a lot of times you may be building technology, you may be adopting technology or trying to find vendors to help you build technology to provide a service that your customers actually don't want, uh, that they're not interested in, that they're not knocking on your door about. And the whole time you may be forsaking the very identity of why your customers come to you. And so, you know, we, we really, uh, you know, this is, I think this is such an important message because, you know, I think back in the day, everyone would get really excited with every single thing that was coming out with the digital freight brokerage environment. And I think that's a a great environment. There's a lot of exciting things happening there, but innovation doesn't have to mean becoming a digital freight broker. Um, Innovation comes in so many different shapes and sizes and, it's more important to look at the makeup of who you are. Look at how you're actually servicing your clients. Look at the value that they get from your engagement and figure out how do we innovate in that space? We already have clients in that space. They already like the value that we bring. How do we become innovative in the way that we're doing that? And and for some people, digital freight brokerage may be the answer. It, it very well could be. But for other people, it may look wildly different than what the, you know the next 3PL is doing down the street or in the headline.
0: Yes, yeah, so, I mean, it really sounds like, you know, I mean, like a TI as example, we have, you know, 1700 member companies, all, you know, freight brokers of some kind, but they're all completely different. Right. I mean, a lot of the aspects are the same day in, you know, bottom line is, is the same, but you know, how you go about it and, and how you serve your niche is, is completely different.
1: Well, yeah. And I think when, with as rapid as technology is changing in our environment, I think a lot of 3PLs can find themselves in a bit of an identity crisis. They're trying to figure out where do they fit, um, and unfortunately, too many times they're looking at what everyone else is doing, trying to answer that question, as opposed to just listening to their clients and understanding where do I fit. Why do they use me over someone down the road, and what what is the, what is those defining trades that make my three PL valuable? And I, I think you know, having getting past that identity crisis and understanding where you fit can really lead to a much better environment for yourself, a better environment for our industry, because you're going to have niche players that are going to bring tremendous value that aren't going to fit necessarily every single box that you could you could check on a piece of paper.
0: Right, and it's, a, it's really a perfect segue into our next question in terms of, so in the, in the article, you talked about three steps you and your team can take uh, to, impl, or sorry, three steps you and your team implemented to avoid such a scenario uh, where you're talking to your customers, you're engaging the entire team, and really, you're bringing in the tech lead into the conversation, uh, noting how these steps really help you and your team at Kingsgate uh, jumpstart your innovation journey. Can you tell us a little more about these steps and the benefits you guys have seen from uh, kind of taking that approach?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, well, One of the things that we when we first started leaning in and we understood that there was more that we needed to do in the technical side and we wanted to understand how that might fit um, within who we are. The first thing we did is we actually interviewed um, a number of clients and prospects in, the, in, in our environment here. So we talked to existing clients. We talked to potential clients. We literally just sat down and just had open conversations. We weren't trying to come up with a solution. We weren't trying to get one specific answer. We just had the conversation. And it's kind of amazing when you, when you just sit there, you have no bias. You're not really trying to find anything else. You're just trying to have a conversation. Um, how much you can really learn by just talking to your clients. Um, I, you know, I think a lot of times we, we want to push that solely on sales or on ops or whatever it may be. Um, but that, that level of engagement is extremely valuable. And so you know, when we first started talking to our customers, we, they started revealing things to us that we never thought of. You know, the way that they looked at us, the way that they valued our partnership, the way, just in, because of maybe a relationship with an account manager. Um, and, and so all of a sudden you start having these deeper conversations that are literally right there in your backyard. They're your customers. They're your livelihood. Too many times we're chasing that next client and you can learn about, a lot about that next client by just talking to your existing clients and who, who you already have value. In. And so, so from there, then it became a conversation of how do we engage with our team? Like we were getting this newfound information and we knew change would come. We knew there was things that we would uh, tweak about the way we did business and the and the, and the way that we engage and the solutions that we were providing, but we couldn't do it in a vacuum. We couldn't do it in a, in an office by ourselves without engagement. You know, it's one of the one of the biggest reasons why technology fails today, is because you don't actively engage your operations team in the process. If you, if you can't get operations involved in some of these technological changes they're never, you're, you're just going to sit on the shelf. You're going to have a dusty shelf with all this great tech that maybe your sales guys talk about, but if it's never actually actively used in your business, you have nothing. And so we, we really worked hard to start engaging our entire team. We bring them into a lot of beta test environments. Uh, we, we've got multiple beta te- uh, beta testing going on right now within our operations team and our accounting team and our sales team to continue to learn, continue to innovate, continue to get better. One of the other things, that third thing that we talk a lot about, um, and, and I think it's a huge miss in this space, is bringing your technical lead into the conversations with your customers. Um, there are there, there is so much to be gained by having, you know, let's say your IT manager, your director of technology, whatever title you wanna give the person, right? Um, having that person in some sort of normal cadence with some of your top clients. Um, now, for some people, that sounds scary. You know, taking the tech guy and putting him out there, and like, hey, you know, this is this is my big account, man. What are you going to do? What is he going to say? You know, you, you don't know. And uh, but but understanding that, look, these, these individuals at your companies, they want to bring immense value. I mean, that that's. I don't think there's anyone that's in any types of these roles that's like, you know, I, I wonder how miserable I can be for everyone today. It's not, that's not not the way they work, right? That's not what they're interested in. And so it, it becomes, how, how can I make a bigger impact? Well, when they start hearing things directly from a customer, directly from someone who's really keeping the lights on and paying the bills, they're going to put more weight to that. And so, you, you know, those people are important to this, this whole cultural shift because those people typically – have the keys to the kingdom when it comes to technology. They know the providers that are there. They know the resources that are available. They may have their own resources that are available. They can then kind of mobilize a team around some of these ideas. And we've been really fortunate. I mean, we've got some of our top clients that they literally have a call twice a week with a couple of our tech uh, team members, uh, some of our tech talent, and those people are actively moving directly on wish list items from our customers almost within less than a week, you know, building new um, complexity to a, a tool that they may be using a bar uh, or are developing a new way to analyze data like these things are happening because we have the tech lead as a part of the conversation. So I, I just think it's such an important component of really getting your team engaged and being able to produce more value in the industry.
0: Absolutely, and and, you know, those first two steps, you know, seem pretty straightforward, right? I mean, you wanna get, you talk to the the stakeholders, whether they're, you know, your, your customers, your clients, and then you really want to get your entire team involved because, again, it's going to be cross-departmental. But, yeah, that, 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 that third piece on engaging the tech lead really stuck out to me in terms of, I mean, they're the ones at the end of the day are going to have to make it happen, right? So bringing them in at the beginning of that conversation with a client in terms of what they're looking for, you know, you don't have your sales rep then going, oh, yeah, we can do that, and then follow-up meeting, right? You got to go to your, your tech team and be like, hey, by the way, we need this, this, and this capability or functionality. So I think, you know, bringing them in early on, you, you set real expectations, but also you have that, that technical sense of, well, we can't do that yet, but here's what we can do, or here's what we could do with, with some new technology if we wanted to
1: yeah, do that Yeah, and out. you've got to give them some bandwidth. You've got to give them some level of time to be creative, to innovate. Uh, you know, if you've got them so packed full that they, they're swamped, they can't hardly keep their head above water, the problem becomes there's no, there's no time for innovation. And, and without giving them some bandwidth, some ability to go be creative, and the, most of these people like to be creative. And so being able to give them, they're not like a carrier sales rep where you're wanting to try to keep them swamped and get as much as, that's not the way that works. You have to give them some bandwidth, some creative time, and that's where you get some really creative solutions that can be brought up to your clients.
0: No, absolutely. Uh, So switching gears a little bit um, in terms of back to some TIA stuff. Um, So the uh, association recently announced the creation of the new TIA Technology Committee, uh, which is designed to provide a forum for business owners, chief technology officers, chief information officers, and really anyone kind of in that space, um, you know, and anyone with you know the technical expert expertise to really discuss and report to TIA membership on what we're seeing in terms of technological advancements uh, that are really going to reshape the industry and the global supply chain. Um, so my understanding is the committee is co-chaired by you um, and then Ramona Hood, who's the CEO of FedEx Custom Critical. Yeah, is that that's correct? It. Awesome. Um, so are there really any specific areas that you and Ramona plan to have the committee focus on, at least initially, as we're trying to get it off the ground and really you know, cemented as a, a cornerstone of the TIA committee structure? Yeah, R-
1: Ramona and I are both uh, incredibly excited about really kicking this thing off. I, I think there's such a, a great value that we believe that we can offer our TIA members uh, by engaging on a deeper level around what's happening with technology, how to protect your, your your organization. I mean, cyber threat, right? Cyber threats are so huge right now that there's so many conversations and there's best practices. You know, it, it doesn't, I, I can remember being at a, a, at a conference here recently and there was some cybersecurity concerns that were, that were taking place in the industry in that moment. Um, and I remember sitting at a table with, you know, five, six different people in the industry. And we were all talking about how these types of threats they hurt the entire industry. They don't hurt just that one person. They hurt all of us. And so we, we think there's a lot of value of being able to bring people to the table, uh, find creative solutions, help lead people in some of the things that they they, they should be looking at. Um, one of the things that we're doing right now is we're building our new um, a survey that's going to go out to all the TIA members uh, where we're going to gauge some of your interests, some of the things that may be interested in learning about some of the things you may be interested in engaging some of the different ways that we could engage with you Um, of course the tia um, uh, 3pl extend conference is one of those conferences you know we we just recently had that but we'll be planning that for next year and we're going to get the ideas for a lot of that content from some of that feedback and so um, I mean, We're just incredibly excited. We're, we're, we're Right now, we've been building the list of committee members. Um, we're looking at size. We're looking at geographic location. We're looking at expertise so that when we build the makeup of this committee, we're making sure that it's a well-rounded committee that is going to make sure that every 3PL has some sort of voiced representation based off of how they service. And that's a lot to do when you talk about as many uh, committee members or members the TIA has. But we're being very intentional about that because we want to make sure that we don't miss, you know, we, we don't want this to be a group of, of only, you know, $150 million plus um, organizations because they have different needs than a company that may be in the $10 to $25 million range. And so we're really trying to be very intentional about the way that we're building this, the way that we're bringing it together so that it can be incredibly impactful for the TIA members and uh, really produce some great, great insight into how technology be impacting your business and how we could help you on that journey
0: that's great so it really sounds like so i mean in addition to just kind of the the sharing of ideas that you guys are really looking to actually put together some some solid resources there in terms of you know whether like you said best practices some white papers and really just to, to again put that in the resource library with with you know I, I would put that stuff up there in importance in terms of the model contracts and frameworks, right? That I mean, it'll pertain to to the industry as a whole, and really, how do you protect yourself? And then, how do you are how how are you also forward thinking, right? In terms of what, what the next Absolutely. steps ahead?
1: Yeah, it's very it's very exciting. A lot of great things to be able to do there.
0: Uh, so you mentioned building out that membership list uh, or participants. Um, you know, for any TI members who are currently listening right now, if they're looking to get involved in that, how could they yeah, go they about can, doing that? So?
1: Uh, they can reach out to myself or Ramona. Um, You could also connect with Chris Burrows over the TIA. Um, We've been working hand in hand with Chris as we've been working to kind of kick this uh, uh, this committee, uh, this committee off. And so um, any one of us, uh, we're glad to be able to have that conversation and connect and fill the slots. We're hoping to have most of those done um, here over the next month or two, and then uh, we'll be gearing up to hit full speed ahead in 2022.
0: That's great. Uh, so that's pretty much it for uh, this episode of the podcast. So just in terms of wrapping stuff up, uh, you know, any other thoughts or insights you'd like to share uh, you know, on the role of technology in the marketplace, importance of innovating the right way, um, or just really anything else you think uh, can help 3 PLs navigate the kind of current technology trends and while they're planning for the future, given all the uncertainty with the supply uh, chain yeah, in its current yeah, I state? Think,
1: uh, I think one of the things that I would encourage you if, if you're listening to this is that um, this is an environment where um, you get to sit and wait. I think a lot of uh, a lot of individuals can fall into that spot where they're just sitting to wait and see what technology shakes out and and what becomes valuable. Um, in this environment, sitting and waiting is going to get you lost in the field. So I want to encourage you today to um, try and wait, um, give something a shot, and then wait and see what happens. Uh, make sure that you engage in the process. I think you you and your team and your company will be better as a result of it. So just get out there and try something new.
0: Awesome. Well, great, Tom. Really appreciate you joining us here today and hope to see uh, you and the Kingsgate team uh, April out in San Diego for the 2022 Capital Ideas Conference. And I uh, wish you and uh, everyone at the Kingsgate and your family awesome. happy holidays. Thanks,
1: we'll see you guys there.
0: Well, folks, that's it for this episode of the TI Delivers Podcast. Thanks again to Tom Curie of Kingsgate Logistics for joining us today, and we appreciate his insights on technology and innovation in the 3PL industry. To learn more about TIA and how TIA membership can help grow your business and be more profitable, please visit www.tianet.org. And again, thanks to our episode sponsor, DAT Freight & Analytics, for being a valued partner in the production of this podcast. Take the uncertainty out of freight with DAT Freight & Analytics by visiting www.dat.com.